Welcome to the Machine Unlearning podcast, a podcast that questions assumptions in the tech world and celebrates those who are working with technology in unconventional ways. We're really excited about getting started. As this is our first episode in the series, we should tell you a bit about us. So I'm going to hand over to my co-host, Hannah Marcus. Hannah, do you want to just tell our listeners a bit about yourself and the journey so far? Yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, this is really exciting. Yeah, so I'm Hannah and um, I work for a startup called Discover AI. Um, I've been there about a year and a half, but we're only about two years old. So I'm like old guard by startup standards. And uh, we do sort of very quick turnaround cultural insight market research projects to using um, machine learning technology to download and sort online sources and data. Um, but I don't have a technology background at all. I have a degree in English literature. I came up through sort of semiotics and very qualitative research. And so I've ended up at this technology startup and I've always been really interested in technology. I sort of tried to study it where I can. I got, got really into like video game theory for a bit and I've written about sort of subtitles and things like that. Um, so it kind of like, it always made sense to me to end up in this technology space, but at the same time, I don't know how to code. I don't have those sorts of skill sets. And, um, this is something that I've kind of been thinking about a lot. Yeah. Over, over this kind of time period. And so I have, you know, I have a few things to say about that, which we'll probably come back to in a bit, but I met Kerry, um, a few, a few months ago now maybe yeah, about six months, was, something like that yeah so I was just um stalking people on LinkedIn which is something that I like to do and um I spotted Kerry something she posted came up and I was immediately like oh that's something someone really interesting I want to talk to because I felt like what I was seeing about the space between sort of AI and technology but also sort of really creative and really human um spoke sort of really to where I felt I was in the sector so I reached out and it turned out that we had a lot more in common than just this idea of AI and creativity. So um, Kerry, if you'd like to tell, tell a bit about yourself too. Yeah, cool. So I think what you're saying that we had a bit more in common than we thought, it was interesting because we were both working in the AI space, but we also both had a degree in English literature. So that was an interesting thing that we found out quite early on. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I did a degree in English literature and then I have spent most of my career, so around 18 years or so, working in advertising as a creative. Uh, I've worked as a copywriter primarily and then as a creative head, so managed uh, creative teams. So that's my background. And then about two years ago, I stepped out of that world and started a, a startup called Tiny Giant. So like Hannah, I've always been interested in, in technology. And I guess I wasn't really sure that I'd end up quite where I've got to, but I've been interested in it for a while. And especially AI, just I think I got into that area just because it was something that was moving into the marketing industry specifically. So I got quite interested in that kind of technology. So after a lot of research into AI and finding out a bit more about it, got really excited. I um, joined up with a, a guy that I used to work with called Rich Norton and we founded Tiny Giant. So it's a creative tech agency and we specialize in AI and AR. Um, we've done a whole bunch of stuff, which I might get on to talking about at some point from creating an AI curator to AI cocktails and we create the world's first AI gin. So that's the kind of stuff we, we do. 
Um, also, I'm a creative AI consultant and speaker as well. So, so I'm quite quite busy. Um, I also still do, do copywriting because it's what I've done for 18 years, and I I still love writing. So I do. Yeah, I, the last couple of weeks I've been doing a bit of copywriting as well. So um, yeah, I guess some of the things I've found because one of the things we're going to be talking about in the podcast is not just about unconventional ways of using technology, but also some of the I suppose some of the challenges and obstacles that we might face because we are working very much with cutting edge technology, but when we haven't got any kind of development background. And as Hannah said, um, I'm not a coder either. I've just very recently started, but I'm at the absolute beginning stage of it. And I think, especially in the early days when I set up Tiny Giant, I did have a lot of people say to me, maybe not a lot of people, you know, a couple of people say, oh, but you know, what kind of you don't have a computer science degree and you know what do you know about AI and do you do you code and I've always felt a little bit like a bit of an imposter in my space and I think over the last couple of years I've managed to outgrow that a bit and I feel that creatively we've used technology in enough ways and interesting ways to I don't know to stand my ground in, in that area really but yeah so I'm quite interested in that and I think that's something that we're going to be exploring in the podcast I don't know if you have you found similar with working in AI, Hannah, with um, having a background that's really quite far away from the development background. Mm, yeah, definitely. I think it's quite interesting the way you, you know, how you say, you know, it was probably only a couple of people, but it is those people you remember, isn't it? The ones yes. that sort of ask those questions or say those sort of slightly pointed things. And I think, yeah, one, one thing I've really been experiencing is you know, I do quite a lot of new business stuff and I go into different agencies and I sort of talk about what we do and what our technology does. And there's always someone in the room and it's not always a man, but it is often a man who yeah. um, like it's the point in the pitch where they want to ask the hard hitting technology question. And like quite often they don't actually have a technology background either necessarily, but like they feel like they have to like test your tech credentials and so I sort of learned to have like well enough of a rudimentary knowledge of what our platform did that I could say things like oh yes uh, and it, this is a flattening of a 128 dimensional algorithm or you know it uses an NLP processing that connects the nodes together and as soon as I hit the kind of slightly more technical language people would kind of relax and go okay she might look 12 but she does she <laughs> does no techie words so I guess that's okay um Although then I have had people sort of coming up and questioning my age and how long I've been in the industry at the end of the talks, <laughs> which is definitely remember those ones. Um, so, so yeah, I think because, because I've not positioned myself as actually like making the technology, it's less sort of how can you not code, but more like, do you really know enough to be able to sort of do you can, can I catch you out like that kind of thing. Um, and I think, I think for me, actually, some of the frustration has been, almost internal because like I really like to just like if I think of something to sort of just go and get it done and not have to wait for someone else to do it for me and so when I'm working with our platforms sometimes I'm like oh I think I think it should be able to do this thing better but I don't know how to make it or if it's possible and you know whether the people who are telling me it is or isn't possible you know if I knew what they knew would I be saying the same thing so some of it's like frustration with myself as well like could I be doing more if I sat down and learned to code, but also like, do I have time and can yeah. I do that? So, yeah, no, yeah. definitely. 
I found that as well. We've got a technical director actually as part of Tiny Giant, so that is really helpful. And I do quiz him on a regular basis and kind of say, what's this and what's, what's happening here? And I think it's really important to understand the technology that we're working with just because you know, AI is obviously full of potential, but also can be harmful. So mm. I think it's important that if you're working with it, you do educate yourself and have some kind of understanding. I think to go into that kind of technology or even sit in the meetings and not have that knowledge would be detrimental, I think. So mm. yeah, I can totally see what you're saying about needing to, to know and wanting to know what's happening under the hood, I suppose. Mm. And almost, I think, I feel like almost the first thing you learn is that no one who says AI actually means AI and yes. AI doesn't exist. And actually, you know, if you, if you can't sort of say, oh, actually, I mean, I think for us, machine learning and yeah. potentially for you, it's neural networks, isn't it? Yeah, um, machine learning. Yeah, exactly. If you don't know that AI isn't even the real word for it, then, then like that's already showing that you don't quite understand what it is. Um, I don't know about you, but I have like, people are much more impressed about my job at parties at the moment but I also do get a lot of questions about like the robots yeah. are they taking over <laughs> yeah. it's like from the other side of the spectrum and I'm like I, I don't know nothing I do could take over with robots I suppose they might be but yeah there is definitely that kind of view and, and I, it does frustrate me seeing those kind of headlines in the news I feel like the the press particularly love a love a headline of around robots taking over or you know robots stealing our jobs and the like so yeah mm -hmm. i i get those kind of questions as well but yeah well it could be worse my friend who is a software engineer he used to work for a self-driving car company and he just had to talk about the trolley problem at parties because when people asked him what he did that was the first thing <laughs> they said every time. Just like, we get it you've all seen the good place it's okay like yeah, talking about um, obstacles and things that we've discovered, I, I also feel that, and you might be the same, the lack of women working in AI, I think that feels like quite a big thing for me as well. Still feels like the majority of people who are making the big decisions and who are coding and training and building the data sets tend to be white males. And I think that's quite problematic as well. So I think it's important that Mm. You know, women whether they've got a coding background or not are still involved in conversations around AI and its development and implementation I don't know yeah. if you, how you feel about that well I, yeah I think I think that's kind of that's why we wanted to do this but I think mm -hmm. that's also where you know for me I think that's where the niche of the conversation we want to start having sits because I think there's you know there's obviously so much work to be done to get women into STEM and into sort of the science, technology, engineering, maths, yeah, but yeah. you know, that those conversations are happening. There are people much more equipped than, than me to be having those conversations. There's girls who code initiatives, there's various things being put behind that. Yeah. But then for people still don't want to learn to code, even if they have been brought up being told they could be anything they want to be. Um, you know, there are still those barriers, there are still those judgments, and there's so much in technology that you can be involved in that that doesn't involve having that coding background and still is about, you know, being on the forefront of those conversations and, you know, being able to be in the room where people are making decisions and giving those different perspectives on it and stopping those biases being integrated. Mm -hmm. And I think in a way when it's 
as stark as you either know how to code or you don't, it hides the fact that there are these middle routes to getting involved. And if down the line you do decide you want to learn to code, code or you want to learn to program or whatever a bit more, like you can do that. It's not saying you shouldn't do it, but there are more ways in. And I think, you know, that's sort of, that's what we want to do with this podcast is sort of showcase a bunch of incredible people who are doing cool things with technology, despite not necessarily being the ones click clacking at the yes. computer. Um, or, I mean, we're all click clacking at computers, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, absolutely. Like. I think it's just, I think it's finding people who've come into the tech space from in different alternative ways and also like you're saying to encourage people especially women to move into or consider careers in this area even if they're then don't want to necessarily code I think from a creative point of view it's still important that we have creative people working in the industry and creative people might not necessarily be naturally suited to coding or development but we can still play a part in how this technology is being used and the exciting things that it can achieve so i'm looking forward to that side of things we've got a few people lined up we've got some really great guests actually and we've got Catherine allen from limited immersive rukmini prasad from digital catapult and Ellen guillaume the founder and ceo of wild ai so three companies there who are doing really great stuff and three brilliant women who are going to be talking about how they've come into the technology and how they're working with it um so yeah so really i'm really excited i don't know if is there anything else that i think that we've missed Hannah? i can't Not um that. well i think before we wrap up i think you should tell people about what ai cocktails <laughs> so yeah so ai cocktails are something that we've created at tiny giant and we trained a neural network on hundreds and hundreds of cocktail recipes. So everything from your classics right through to some contemporary recipes. And we trained that until it was able to come up with recipe suggestions of its own. And then we teamed up with a human mixologist. So someone has a real understanding of what flavors work together. And the mixologist chose the recipes that he felt were most exciting. And then cocktail recipes that have gone out into the world. I know one of the ones I always remember is a courgette, sour cherry and champagne cocktail, which was really lovely. And the mixologist took that recipe and made it into something absolutely delicious. It's funny, really, because the cocktails turned, they started out as a bit of a project for us to explore the capabilities of AI and also just to see how AI and humans could work collaboratively to, to do something. And it's turned into a bit of a hit, really. So before the COVID crisis, we were serving them up at events all over the place from America to Austria to Germany and in the UK as well. So, yeah, so I do love an AI cocktail. <laughs> what we really love at Tiny Giant, and I'm, I'm guessing that we'll talk about this at some point over the podcast, is the idea of combining, and I know you guys do this at Discover AI as well, the combination of AI and human. So the idea that the AI generated the recipes, but the human who understood the tastes and flavors and, and what works and what doesn't was, was able to take the best recipes and then craft those and make them into something really beautiful. You do a very similar thing, don't you? The human's still a very big part of what you do. Yeah, yeah. We always say, you know, when people ask us, well, how much is the human and how much is the machine? We'll say it's 100% the human, but accelerated by the machine. And yeah. then I have a mini crisis that I have a job where I have to define myself as a human. But guess that's the world we live in so exactly yeah no that is really strange because I do write that a lot 
but do you have to yeah explain yeah you're it's a bit boring like if you have to say yeah if you were creative it's yeah i know it's it's crazy world but yeah so these are the kind of things we'll be talking about we've um we've got a lot of exciting things to discuss and we've got some great people to talk to so we're really looking forward to getting started hopefully you'll come along with us for the ride do subscribe follow us on the journey and you can join the conversations with us as well so thanks for joining us and we will hopefully speak to you soon thank you